0: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty Chad. Oh, we got a lot to get to here, so we'll tell you this: the guests on the show receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse whether you're celebrating a special moment a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, Brian Lawton from the NHL Network for Cadian Custom Built Homes, check out the Kadian. Sh- Sherwood Park Golf Estates. For more, head to katiancustomhomes.com. He is back from Europe, I think. We welcome back to the show, Brian Lotton. Hello, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing terrific, Bob. How are you? Brian, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Good, good. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, we, we've, 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 already had, we've already had a feisty start to the show because last night, and I talked a bit about gamesmanship with some of the stuff that went on during the course of the game. So I want to read this text. Uh, he says, "Bob, the Oilers turned the puck over and made bad uh, made bad decisions in key areas at key times, losing game because." And I would suggest to you the physicality and forechecking pressure that Minnesota played with, and the pace out of the gate. Uh, that has been instilled by Dean Evason and embodied by the type of players that Bill Guerin has gone out. That is part of the gamesmanship. And then I saw how it ended with Evander Kane at the end of the game involved with Kaprizov after Momoto and Minnesota You know, came in to the defense of Kaprizov. And I do think... That there was a tone right from the that gets set when you play a team like Minnesota and uh, Nashville. Brian, you played in the league, and I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Am I out to lunch here or am I on to something?
1: No, I think that Billy Garron did a really smart thing with that team, and he took one of their strengths and enhanced it. Uh, they already have a really strong D, their offense is better than you think, but they were kind of a big, tough, and tumble and rumble type team led by guys like marcus tolino that play hard but also play a lot of minutes and so does jordan greenway and then you bring in a jacob middleton you add a delorio and all of a sudden they've got a team that's a little bit of a throwback in time in terms of the style they're going to play but they play it every night joel erickson x this is not a player that you would think scares anybody but all he does is run into people I don't know if it's accidental or on purpose, but that's the way he plays. And that dovetails nicely with their entire team. So I like what they've done. Um, You know, they're going to be in tough because they're going to get a little bit of a mirror image in the first round. And I'm curious to see how that plays out because I do believe they'll end up playing St. Louis. And uh, they're going to have to continue to play well just to hold on to home ice in that battle. But uh, ultimately, they're a formidable foe, especially for a team like Edmonton.
0: You know what's interesting? Did you, what did you think of the incident involving Kane at the end of the game?
1: Um, Evander Kane has played fantastic for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, it used to kind of be leave him alone to playing like a really meaningful player. And um, there's not much that other teams can do to stop a guy like him when he's on his game, when he's focused. I wasn't surprised. Minnesota's looking for people to kind of call out their strength. So to find another kind of willing combatant on the other team is, is kind of what they have to do to be effective.
0: Yeah. And again, Yamamoto, a smallest forward getting involved with Zuccarello, and then Yamamoto and Kaprizov get involved. Kane comes to the defense of Yamamoto and then all skaters from Minnesota are in there to protect Kaprizov and so and so they should. Hartman made a comment saying "You know, we had all five guys in there. Kane's response was you needed all five guys in there because I they would have and here's what and, and I'm serious about this. Brian, you would remember this because you were in Tampa Bay at the time as GM. Bill Guerin has history with Evander Kane. And it happened in the last game, the last regular season game that Bill Guerin played. Evander Kane knocked Matt Cook out the you-know-what out. Like, he dropped him. He sent him the next week. And I know that Bill Guerin spoke up in the pit. That was the last season he was in the NHL. And they had Goddard in the lineup. They didn't have England in the lineup. They had Mike Rupp in the lineup. And he was not happy that this had occurred in the second period of the game. And Kane was a rookie that year. And you know that Matt Cook was a unpopular player with rival players around the league. And no one really went after Kane in the third period of that game. And Pittsburgh bounced out of the playoffs fairly quickly in Billy Guerin's last season. And I just watched the sort of team toughness that Minnesota plays with on a nightly basis. And the Oilers had some 22- and 23-year-old guys. We talked about it, Brian. Like, their most competitive guy is Yamamoto. You know, McLeod was on the ice, um, and, you know, they've got Paul Yarvey, who's 23, they've got Bouchard, who's 22, Bouchard's 6'3", McLeod's 6'2", Paul six 6'4", and the guy that's five eight, Yamamoto, is the most likely to engage in that. And I think that, is that something you think that can get, evolve in time with players? where they get a little bit more competitive and understand the gamesmanship and when they have to step up for one another out in the ice? Or do you think that that's just from a bygone area? Where's your headspace at with that?
1: It's not to the level it was when Billy Garrett played, that's for sure. And a lot of times that comes from players that are on the team that drive that mentality. Yamamoto is a guy that he's had to play that way all his life just to be able to make it to where he is because of his size and he takes pride in it, he doesn't back down, it's normal for him. For some of the other guys you're mentioning, it's not normal. In order to get it out of them, yes, the coach is gonna try to say, look, you gotta stick together, be a family, all those things, but it's, like when you watch Minnesota, Marcus Foligno has done so much heavy lifting there, uh, it's incredible. When I look at their team, yeah, he single-handedly has risen their compete level Now, Billy Guerin has gone out and augmented other players that can help to drag along maybe the last few players that they don't have. One thing about Kirill Kaprizov, he takes no guff out there. He is a sturdy player. He doesn't wilt under physicality, and he's not afraid to hack and whack. He's not going to beat anybody up. He's not going to fight. But when any confrontation has him involved in it, regardless of who it is, every single player on the wild jumps to attention. And it's kind of similar to with Connor, even to another level though, in my opinion, that's just the team that they have. It's built to respond that way. It's a strength that's pounded into that group. We're a big physical team. We need to play this way to be successful. We may not be as skilled as some other teams. I've sat in those types of meetings as a GM and as a player. And uh, the Minnesota Wild and what Billy Guerin has done, they feel that's their best path to winning. And uh, it's not going to change. And they have an outside chance, in my opinion, to really surprise a lot of people in the West and go much deeper than people would think.
0: Well, they got a great one two punch and goal. They got. Uh, they signed four thirty year old defensemen in the off season that make fewer mistakes as a rule of thumb, older veteran D's. And they're big and heavy up front. And I here's the thing, and I want the listeners to know this. Like, Brian, you know how much I like Ryan McLeod and Evan Bouchard. And yes, the will RV I'm saying you have to grow and evolve as a player. And you can't you know, and I and I realize it's you know, thirty years ago it wouldn't even have even been a conversation, six foot two or six foot three kid from the OHL he's probably you know, dropped the gloves a few times. I'm not asking, just just show up, just grab a guy, just pull the guy out of the hurt, you know what I mean? And at times, and Edmonton's in a conference that's got Calgary, Nashville, and Minnesota. And the, and I'll even add Colorado, because Colorado, I think Curtis McDermott's the toughest guy in the league. Colorado doesn't take any crap when you play them either. So you have to push back. Do you not agree when you play those teams?
1: you do have to push back. And and there is a little bit of a maturation. When I was in Tampa, (laughs) Stephen Stampos didn't play much the first half of the year. Then he was starting to play. But nobody in the league really had a beat on him. So I said, Stammer, look, I don't ever want you to fight, but I want you to stand up for yourself at some point, just so the fellows know that you're all in. And he got in a fight, sure enough, about three days later, he actually ended up really giving it to a much bigger guy, but not a guy that was known fighting, Zherdev. And uh, for the rest of his career till this point, everyone knows Steven Stamkos is all in. And if anybody messes with him, there is an instant reaction. Uh, For the younger guys in today's world, it's totally different than it used to be, Bob. They're looking for the Department of Player Safety to take care of things differently, certainly than the type of hockey you're referencing or even the type of hockey that I played in. It's a different era. And even Daryl Sutter, I heard him talking about it it the other day.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, This text comes in, I'll say this, and I'm not being asked, Minnesota has no chance against Calgary and the Oilers had no chance against Minnesota. What does that tell the fans? I think Minnesota does have a chance against Calgary if they end up playing Calgary in the playoffs. They've got two good goalies. Calgary's got one good goalie. Um, so it's going to be intriguing to see. All right. And you mentioned the Department of Player Safety. The problem with that is come playoff time, so physicality and how far you can push the envelope, you know, it becomes part of the equation. I mean, uh, you know, there's only five and a half power plays per game. Uh, six. There were 11 and a half power plays per game. It's a completely different game. So it's, and that's my concern. In the regular season, sure, the Department of Player Safety is there, but because it's a different game, you do have to have a more physical lineup come playoff time. And the Orders saw that last year against Winnipeg. They didn't get any power plays, and the Jets got the great 950 save percentage from uh, Connor Hellebuck.
1: No, there's no doubt about it. You have to. There's nowhere to hide. You're going to be facing the same opponent over and over and over again. And if you don't have that element, uh, it's, it's pretty difficult to have a great playoff run. Now, Tampa Bay kind of reinvented that to some degree. They just had great team toughness. They had a lot of big players um their decor in particular is pretty rugged has anybody else had great success without that element not really you know in tampa is a battle tested we don't change our game no matter what happens on the ice everybody stands up for everybody else type team uh could the oilers use maybe a little more of that i think coaches every coach always wants a little more of that they want everyone to be in the battle that's for sure the younger guys You know, some of them have to learn it in the playoffs. One thing about the playoffs is it is definitely a different mindset, even for the younger players. They know this is really what you get paid for at the end of the day. And can you show up? Can you play at another level? You think you played really hard in the regular season. The regular season is about half as hard as the playoffs. Brian lot from the NHL Network for
0: Cady uh, Custom Homes. Check out the Cady Show Home. The Julia Golf Estates. Uh, for more information, head to CadyandCustomHomes.com. Who do you like heading home here? Who looks good from your perspective, Brian?
1: All across the league. What teams do I think will do well in the playoffs right now? Is that the question? Yep. Okay. Yeah, you know, I actually like what the Rangers have done. Believe it or not, I feel like you know they've they've added a couple of guys in their top six, which has afforded them an opportunity to move some younger players down. You know, Copp and Petrano have been nice adds. Justin Braun's given them a little bit in that third pair. Um, they've kind of reinvented themselves in terms of how they play defensively. And I think that that has uh, that certainly surprised me since the deadline they're really trending up. Uh, I still think that Tampa is the one team that could flip the switch on. I can't tell if they're out of gas or not, but I'm curious to see how they do. Uh, I do think Calgary will play well in the playoffs. Um, I don't think that's, that's been a fluke. Colorado I expect to be there. Minnesota and St. Louis is going to be a bear. And I do expect the Edmonton Oilers to definitely make it to the second round. What they do from there, in my opinion, a lot has to do with how the games are called. But I do expect them to get out of the first round. And uh, that would not be a surprise to me. How they do after that is what I'm really curious to see. Because they've played at an incredible clip here for quite a while now. And can they sustain that? Are they built for playoff hockey? That's what's going to be fascinating to see. I do think they have the potential to make it to the conference final. After that, I'd say all bets are off for them.
0: Brian, great stuff. Appreciate your time as always. Uh, I guess we're having some minor technical issues, so we're going to try to clean that up. Thank you for joining us here in Oilers Now.
1: I appreciate it, Bob. Thank you very much.
0: It is 1249 in Edmonton. We're going to come back with some of your texts and return in Oiters now. Colorado Avalanche just signed Ben Myers. That's right, Ben Myers uh, out of the University of Minnesota. So the Avs land a big-time player. Uh, Oiters and Carter Savoy, I, I think that's a distinct possibility. It is currently... 1253. Kurt has texted us to say, Bob, your connection today could use some support too. Again, our apologies. We're having some minor technical difficulties here. The loss last night was unfortunate, but the more disappointing part to me was the lack of team support. When Kane stepped up to support Yamamoto and a scrum broke out, no one came in to support Kane. I don't expect McLeod to drop his gloves, but he wouldn't even drop his stick and tie up one of the four wild players that were trying to get Kane. This mentality needs to change and the owners need to be harder to play against and ex- to excel in the playoffs. By the way, re-sign Kane, says Kurt. Kurt, I got to tell you, I don't necessarily disagree from you. Do not disagree. Uh, the... This text comes in saying that if Calgary doesn't suffer a major injury, they are winning the Stanley Cup. Feel free to mark it down. Well, we shall see. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. this text comes to us from Bruce on the Ashley Five Floors text line. He says, "Bob, if Evander Kane is wondering about extending at Edmonton, last night would not support the uh, would be support for the case. Four players ganging up on him with nobody coming to his aid as he got involved to help a teammate is embarrassment for all the Oilers on the ice." Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Jason from Zangudo, I have no idea what you're referencing, but it's got to be funny if it's you. All right, it's 1254 at Edmonton. Our top story... Where are we? Looks like uh, our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling, whether it's heating or cooling, you need to get it with no payments and no interest for your... That's how you build a Legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, yes, the was back up with the Vander Kane and Connor McDavid at practice. Yamamoto was back with Hyman and Dreisaitl. The owners had kept Derek Ryan uh, with Nugent Hopkins and Fogle, and uh, that left McLeod in between Cassian and Derek Broussard. Same D as well. Um, I'm not sure that's necessarily going to be what Everton's going to roll with for tomorrow's game. Into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specials. Head to elitepromomarketing.com. And here is Brendan Escott. Yeah, okay. Uh, three games tonight across to the league. That's because one of them's been postponed with that blizzard hitting Winnipeg. Uh, it is instead Montreal visiting Columbus. That should be Kent Johnson's NHL debut after he signed his entry-level contract. Colorado home to Los Angeles as well. Philly gets the Rangers. Anaheim picked up the option on Dallas Aikens' contract, meaning he'll be with the team uh, next season as well. Ryan Hartman did get fined uh, $4,250 for flipping off Evander Kane in that scrum last night. Lucky for him, though, the linesman did save him from any further punishment in the moment. Uh, Bakersfield visits San Jose tonight and then gets a string of four in a row on home ice. And the Oil Kings with two games left in the regular season. Friday in Medicine Hat, Saturday in Red Deer. And then they get the Lethbridge Hurricanes in the opening round of the playoffs. To the orders Now injury report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Uh, So Edmonton's relatively healthy. At the NHL level, uh, we are actually going to go to the American Hockey League, where and there's a chance, I'm just waiting to see if I can work my way down. Where did it go? Uh, there's a chance that the orders will get Dylan Holloway back for tonight's game. I know that Cooper Marody had been out with an upper body issue as well. Um, but Bakersfield, and I, I, I do think that we are going to see at some point Dylan Holloway here in Edmonton. Uh, Cooper Morodi and Philip Roberg joined the optional skate this morning at the Shark Tank in San Jose. And I do think uh, you'll see Dylan Holloway back and maybe by early next week, Philip Roberg back in the lineup as well on the farm. Twelve fifty-seven in Edmonton. Keep Texas on the Ashley 5 floors text line. David Staples coming up from the Cult of Hockey after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers now
1: with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon.